Welcome, traveler, to the novelist journey, your guide from Bag End to Mordor and everything in between, where we break down writing topics within and without the book binding. My name's Daniel, but you can call me novelist. I'll be your guide on this journey. Hello, and welcome to the novelist journey. We will soon depart on your first adventure into a story we create. If this is your first episode in the saga, we're going to build our way brick by brick to an epic conclusion with your help. Starting out, I'll share with you insights and other ideas that come to me about undertaking a novel. At the same time, we are going to expand upon ideas until they become full-fledged story components. And I'll share experiences that happen to me along my own journey. On that note, and before we venture into this new world, I'll share a bit about myself. I find it's better to know the major skills and experiences of oneself. Plus, you should know at least something about the one that guides you. You never know what memory or knowledge might get you out of a bind later on. Before I found you here, I experienced a lot. One of my first accomplishment memories starts in middle school and stretches all the way through the end of high school. It's an accomplishment I share with so many people across the country. I was a part of the music program. More specifically, I was a part of the drumline. It started in middle school when drumline was just an after-school program separate from the normal school schedule. I had had a few lessons with a neighbor's aunt who drummed on the drum set, and it was enough to get me onto the line in seventh grade. I played marimba my first year, but the whole experience was more than I'd ever had before. I was also lucky enough that the person who would eventually become my best friend also joined the line. As much as I performed clarinet in the advanced band at the time, I loved to do drumline more. By the next year, I advanced to the snare drum and marched on the floor for the first time. And the cherry on top of my enjoyment was winning the championships during my last year with our show, One Tribe. In high school, moving while playing an instrument was bigger than just drums. Now I got to join the whole marching band. We started two weeks before school did doing all day practices. The drumline used this time to set who was where. I was a snare drummer in middle school, but in this group, I started on the bass drum. The people in the drumline, like them or not, became like family. There were the ones that annoyed me for various reasons throughout my years, and others that I hung out with or even looked up to. By my second year, I made it onto the snare line. I was so happy because I felt comfortable there. Not that I didn't like the bass, it's simultaneously the easiest and hardest marching drum to play. I played snare for the rest of my time in the band. I have so many stories I've experienced from just that, including being strapped to a giant stick figure, or forgetting where to march during a rainy show. But that isn't all I went through in high school. Another really big part of my life at the time was the school's woodshop. I took the class my first year, doing it for three and a half years. I found my creative and inventive sides there. Craziest part is I attended the woodshop during three variations. The school I went to was being renovated my second semester there. During that time, they rebuilt everything temporarily, including the woodshop, placed in the back of a long stretch of temporary buildings. Luckily for me, it was right behind the music room, so it wasn't so bad. By the end of my third year, the new woodshop was in full operation. My first ever woodworking project was an oversized clothespin. The setup for it was somewhat simple, with a basic piece of wood and a few key measurements. We were only supposed to make one, but I got the understanding of it so well that I sped through the process and finished four in that time. I built a clock that my grandparents still have, and one of my biggest projects of the year was an Adirondack chair. We had the chance to design an engraving for the middle piece, and I put a lot of effort into making mine. But once again, I went so fast with the pieces that I made a second chair, both of which lasted for years after. 
By the end of year two, I made a humongous dresser with six large drawers and two tall doors. I hadn't realized when I first designed it, but I didn't have to make everything out of the red oak that the 3D design program told me. So the only things that stood out in an unappealing way were the drawers and doors, which were a mix of mahogany and walnut. My final big project that took me the rest of my high school career to finish was a two-tier desk that I made to look like a marimba. It took that long because I slacked off and avoided working on it most of the time. I was lucky the teacher passed me in my junior year when I didn't have anything made. When I finished the piece, I loved it so much. The only thing it was missing was the nice big wheels normally found on a marimba to hold up its large frame. And to this day, I never found the wheels to put on it. During the summer, the local fair comes to town for a whole month and students can enter their pieces to be judged. I sent mine in and when I got to the fair to check it out, I won best in class and nearly best in show if not for a rocking chair someone made. It was such a great way to end my senior year. I continued to do woodworking after I graduated. Only I stopped working with electric saws and other heavy machinery. I stopped using big wood pieces either. Instead, I moved on to popsicle stick crafts. With a few tools and plenty of popsicle sticks from the craft store, I followed YouTube tutorials and made two butterfly knives with popsicle stick ends instead of knives. They came out great and started me on a path to building miniature things. Looking back, a lot of the things I made broke eventually, or were without use. But the popsicle stick butterfly knives I made still stands, and a fidget pogo stick too. Even the Minecraft piston I made, which broke slightly on the inside, still pistons for the most part. Ever since then, my crafting stuff has been in a box in the closet until I can find the time to sit down and use it again. One of the major moments in my life, or the lack thereof, was when I didn't go to college. In the moment, it was a quick decision with unknown reasoning as to why. I had plenty of time to choose a school, figure out what I wanted to do, and apply myself until I made it, but none of that happened. Not until I chose to write anyway. As we get started on our journey, I'll tell you more about that. But for now, know that I started writing about a month after graduating, partly because I didn't go to college and majorly because I wanted to make money. It has been years since I started writing. That was back in the summer of 2015, around the 25th. For now though, I'm gonna skip all the stuff I went through and go straight to the pandemic. May of 2020, when I took time off of work to stay safe and at the same time, switched directions to become a web developer. This decision came a month after I finished the first draft of my debut novel. I knew the editing process wouldn't be somehow easier and I wanted to be more financially stable. Tech looked to be a great way to get there. The following months, I learned web development basics for upwards of 10 hours a day. I built small websites as projects and even took a few online Harvard classes for free. I did that for a while until early this year when I discovered I have a knack for wire bending. I surprised my girlfriend with a mushroom shaped bookmark and even painted it red. Around the same time, she decided she wanted to make candles to sell. We bought wax and little crystals and found containers at Goodwill. She made a few to start and I snatched up a few crystals to make her a necklace with. The resulting necklace looked really good if I do say so myself. And from that point, my girlfriend helped me separate crystal pairs to make more mushroom pendants that we could sell. As of recording this, they are still available on our occult fairy Etsy shop. At this point, I transitioned away from tech because seeking a job post-COVID during all the tech layoffs and my need for more skill training was not ideal. I split my time between editing my book after all this time and working on more pendants for the shop. Since adding the mushroom pendants, we haven't changed much, but every day we look back at it as an experience. One that isn't even over yet. Rather, it's only just begun. 
I worked on my book again, up to recently when I decided that I wanted to turn my old blog that no longer exists into a different form to reach more people. So if you didn't know before that what you're about to experience came from a blog, now you do. It is actually part of the reason why I got into tech so easily. Because I wanted the skills to make it look good and customize it to really keep you hooked and enjoying the content. It didn't go to plan since I had to let the website die. But the journey never ends and your guide is also on a journey of his own. It's exciting because I've enjoyed the content I created up to this point. Stuff you might never know, like Everett and the dragon that eats candle fruits, or Ganon's lance and the rog he defeats with it that turns him into a legend. But we will find a new adventure here, so I hope you enjoy what is in store for us and interact so you can see just how great of a world we can create. But one more thing. I've worn a lot of hats in my journey to get here. If I'm being honest, I didn't plan this as a destination either. But so is the journey that we trek, a mystery to ourselves as much as anyone else. Where I chose to join music and to woodwork and to write, I didn't choose to have ADHD. My self-diagnosis came a few years out of high school. I didn't just check off the boxes. I lived with the symptoms for years. Slowly, my life started to make sense. Looking back at all the things I threw myself into, some of which I haven't shared with you for time's sake, it added up. My day-to-day -day was in the same vein. The telltale sign for me came from my mind. Always distracted, always thinking or simulating or learning. It's my greatest asset and my most hindering curse. And with that came a lot of personal growth, most of which I still work on to this day. Now that you know more about me, it's time to turn our attention to our foreseeable journey. It should be a routine jaunt around the lands. I'll be sharing with you what I know about creating the various aspects of a story world, like who is in it, what is in it, time frames and pacing, and so much more. Before long, you'll have your adventuring legs underneath you. Email me at thenovelistjourney at gmail.com. That's N-O-V-E-L-I-S-T-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y to let me know of any locations or paths you wish to veer towards. Coming up, we'll start with the basics, so don't expect to leave town just yet. I'll see you again very soon. Travel the pages. Conquer the book. Build your legend.